Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. Welcome back to Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy. Uh, this week, guys, is going to be really different. We are actually going to be releasing three episodes back to back to back. So the next three days, if you guys tune in, uh, if you download the you know the the podcast, or you just you know subscribe and, and you watch it on YouTube, we're going to be releasing three episodes in the next three days. This is going to be part one, and the reason being is Fishing Kit and myself, uh, we actually luckily got invited by the Iowa DNR to join them at the uh, midwest fish and wildlife convention and by being there we actually got an opportunity to speak with multiple fish biologists all over the midwest so instead of making it a three four hour podcast we decided to you know what we're going to break into three different days that way you guys get a chance to listen absorb uh, and really learn you know fish about fisheries and everything all over the Midwest. So it's really super cool. So we we had a great time. Thank you to Jeff Kapaska at the Iowa DNR for really inviting us and setting us up to to really get there and really uh, get a chance to learn about fish and drink beer with some fish biologists, man. Couldn't, couldn't do anything wrong with that. So other than that, enjoy this part one. And don't forget tomorrow, uh, stay tuned for part two. All right, enjoy, guys. All right. Man, that's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun day, I think. We good? All right. All right everybody. Oh damn, I'm a little oh, loud. loud. Well, because you're leaning forward. There we go. Well I'm always loud too, anyways. All right, yeah, is that better? You are. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Well we closed the door too, now it's louder. Yeah, that's true. All right everybody, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with Ma Pop Fishing. We got Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel. And today we're doing something a little bit different. We're on site. Uh, we're actually somehow, I have no idea. It was, you know, a huge shout out to Jeff Kapaska at the Iowa DNR, but uh, he hooked us up at the we're at the 82nd annual uh, Midwest Fish and Wildlife Conference. I think I said it right. Fish and wildlife. I think I'm it's pretty on sure. On our freaking name. Oh. Page, dude. <laughs> Yes. yes, yes, I'm right. So it is. 82nd Dang. Midwest Fish and Wildlife so, Conference. Yeah, somehow we got in. It was so awesome of Jeff to, to really set us up here. Uh, it's super cool. Uh, we, we just kind of walked the floor a little bit, got a chance to kind of see what's going on. Uh, they're having a reception. They have like a social hour right now. So definitely going to have a few of these. Social hour didn't start yet. It starts at 6. Oh, did it? Oh, sorry. But they're having these. In case you're wondering, if you're listening, lots of beverages, adult beverages. Yeah, it's like super official um, stuff I never thought we'd be a part of. Agreed. Who would have thought? I mean, well, <laughs> we're not really part of the conference, but we're here. Yeah. Hey, we're. they got us a separate room. They got us, you know, freaking Jeff lined like a bunch of people, he said. Uh, so we're going to try and go through each individual. I don't know if this is going to be a two episode because if we get them in here, I know this guy right here is going to pick all their brains about fish and uh, everything, you know, because they're biologists, obviously. But then on top of that, they're all from the Midwest, different states. And I think we're going to get an opportunity to really dive into how different states are ran, how different fisheries, different biologists probably work different states. So it's going to be cool. Yeah, and then I think we're going to probably try to get Jeff on first, then he we'll can kind of set the stage. Yeah, we'll try to do that. What was that? That's my, uh, 
That was my vlog camera. Oh, by the way, yeah. So, I don't know if I'm going to make an episode of the vlog because I'm an idiot and the shit got stuck. <laughs> Stinking GoPros. Y'all got to fix that. The freezing. But, but yeah, anyways, um, <laughs> I think we're going to try to get Jeff up first. He can kind of set the stage for our other guests since he's the uh, hometown hero. Hometown hero. There we go. Well, we'll see what we can do. Well, we'll try to see if we can grab Jeff. Um, and then stay tuned, guys. We're going to – I think he's lined up a lot of guests for us. He, he told us uh, about a half dozen to a dozen. So I don't know if we have enough questions, but I know we, we'll have enough beer. Okay, just ask them all the same question. <laughs> okay. I mean, they'll all have different answers, I would yeah, assume. Very true, possibly. We'll see. Here we go. All right. Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. There we go. Nice setup, boys. Well, we, we try to somewhat look halfway decent most of the time. I mean, at least he, he – I try to act like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, guys. Are but, you recording over there? Uh, it's, it should be. Okay. Uh, Just yep. making sure. Yep. I don't want to be like, we're done, wrapped up, look at the thing. Uh-oh, did record. <laughs> we are recording. And uh, as, as Fishing Kid said, we, we wanted to get Jeff here to – you know, first of all, we wanted to say thank you, obviously, for having us a part of this and, and just coming here. It's really cool uh, just to be a part of this. I've never seen it. I've never really known about this. So if you don't mind, Jeff. So, by the way, this is Jeff Kapaska for the Iowa DNR. They yes. That's interesting. But yeah. um, what is this conference? What is it about, if you don't mind, explaining to the people who are listening or watching? Absolutely. So this is the 82nd. Midwest Fish and Wildlife Conference and it is a gathering of professional fisheries and wildlife managers from uh, 13 Midwestern states and provinces. Okay. Uh, so we we include uh, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, North and South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, Kansas, and then Ontario and Mid-Canada, which is also um, kind of, got to get my, you know, ge geography, <laughs> geography right. but I, I think <laughs> that you go Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, but I think, I'm not sure that Alberta is part of the North Central Division. So anyway, this is, we're basically talking a quarter of the continent. Wow. Mm. Because actually the territories, the the Northwest Territory and Nunavut are also part of the North Central Division of the American Fishery Society. So we're talking, yeah, a quarter of the continent is represented here. Wow. Now we don't have people from all those locations, but this, this conference brings these people together to talk about the different research science that's being done um, in these various areas of the United States and Canada. So what we have is we've got about 400 to 500 individuals on site here that are fisheries and wildlife, either professionals or students, professors, things like that from various universities. Uh, so, and both on the fishery side and the wildlife side, and then we got another two to 300 that are virtual because of some, normally we would have about seven, 800 people here in Des Moines when Iowa hosts. Mm -hmm. Iowa hosts this every 10 years, so, uh, I was, I've done, I've been a part of this in 10 years ago and 20 years ago. I was the program chair for fisheries. So basically I organized all the fisheries talks for this conference yeah. and tried to get, you know, advocated for people to come and give talks about certain topics. So we've heard a lot of really cool stuff about different projects this week. 
Um, so it's, it's, it's a really phenomenal meeting. It's very grassroots. It's like a lot of times sometimes, or, you know, it can be the bosses of the agencies saying, you know, this, 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 this is actually the <laughs> biologists, you know, from the ground up right. leading type things. So, um, so what we're trying to do here tonight is I asked you guys to come and, uh, I've got a friend of mine who's the... A biologist in South Dakota. He works on the main stem Missouri River reservoirs, Lake Oahe, and places like that. Okay. So he's going to talk about the fisheries available, really awesome uh, walleye and smallmouth fisheries. And plus, they also have landlocked salmon in some of those reservoirs. Like kokanee? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we might have dabbled with some kokanee <laughs> okay. before. Uh, so we've got a, a biologist from Kansas who's been doing a lot of work on flathead and blue catfish sampling oh, yeah. down I get, there. I get down with some blue cats. <laughs> yeah, so we've got, uh, I didn't tell you about this, but a, a guy from Missouri who's also a, a catfish biologist down there oh, going to stop oh. in. Uh, we've got a biologist from um, Ohio going to talk about a little bit more about Lake Erie walleyes. I don't know if you heard our DNR Fishing Report podcast from February, but we talked about um, the walleye fishery on Lake Erie. Yep. And so we've got a we've got an individual to talk about that, and then we've got I think you might have heard if you listened to that we we talked about all of the telemetry work that they do, like they can they do they have these sensors out there in the lake looking at where the fish move, mm -hmm. and I'm going to try and get one of those folks in here to talk tonight also because we've got the guy that's in charge of that old Glados system that does all of that monitoring in Lake Erie where all of those walleyes are moving back and forth. Hmm. And so he's here at the conference. He and I were having a beer last night talking. Uh, so I'm going to try and get him in here to talk to you guys. It's just phenomenal. Okay. You know, you put these sensors in these fish and then you can see where they're moving and it's, it's just really phenomenal information. Uh, professor from Wisconsin, Stevens Point, uh, come in hopefully and talk about muskies and and whatever you want to hear about fishing in Wisconsin and okay. we've got some Minnesota folks and and a ton of Iowa folks so I, I I wanted you guys to come in here and have this opportunity because I know this just isn't an Iowa show this is mm -hmm. this is beyond that there. and what better opportunity to sit down and talk with folks about their fisheries in other regions of the Midwest and so that that was really, I, I thought it was a phenomenal opportunity for you guys uh, and a phenomenal opportunity for these folks that are here to just sit down and visit about what's available in, in the places that they work. Because we all like to fish close to home, fish in our backyard, but we all like adventures too. Right. And so what, what better opportunity to sit and talk about some of these adventures that, that, uh, people want to have so let's let's give them an opportunity yeah. to hear about it i think know? and, and you're, you're spot on because um we have listeners in all those states that you're talking about yeah so it's gonna you know it's gonna fit to like they they get to hear about their own state so exactly they're, they're gonna be excited about yes that's cool yes yeah. and so. we're like right in the middle of all these states yeah so we're only a few hours away from most of these states absolutely yeah I mean, most of the people that are here drove here for the meeting, you know, so it's certainly drivable for us to get to any of these places and do any of these things. For sure. Yes. So I really appreciate you guys coming and doing this. This means a lot to me. I thank you for your friendship and I thank you for being willing to put yourselves out there and, and to visit with these folks tonight. For sure. I, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere. I, my wife was like, good luck. She's excited too. Cause she, my wife, she's a, 
she's a biologist or biology major. Yeah. So science is her background. Yeah. So she's like, what? You're going to be talking? She goes, man, you're going to suck it up. <laughs> she goes, you, you ain't going to know shit. But she goes, I'm going to watch this one because she goes, I just, she loves science. So yeah. it's her background. So she goes, I'm going to have to give this one a listen there and watch. I'm like, great. Hopefully I don't let you down, honey. So, <laughs> so, so. We'll All right. So here's I, here's the question that I want you guys to ask. Okay. So I'm gonna try and get the guy that does the the monitoring of the fish in Lake Erie. Okay. And uh, his name is Chris. Ask him. Okay. You've got all this information. How do we better manage the fishery now that we have all this information? Okay. Because these guys are the science data gatherers, but it's not just important to have a greater understanding of the science. How does that make a difference for the management of the fishery? And as we like to say here in Iowa, shortening the time between bites. Mm. Because that's, I mean, that's what you want to know, right? Exactly. It's my job to make the the fishery better so that at the end of the day, it shortens the time between bites. I like that. That's true. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. So. This is going to be great. <laughs> We're going to have a great time. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you for like, Jeff kind of spearheaded this kind of thing. Um, uh, we didn't be like, hey, Jeff, there's this thing going on. You know, get us in, please. Jeff kind of let us know about it. Like, hey, why don't you guys get in? So I just want to say thank you. We appreciate Absolutely. it. It's awesome. People love to talk about things they're passionate about. And yes. everybody here is passionate about what they do. So... Yeah, it's going to be great. Ready to get started? Let's rock and roll. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also swing by your local restaurants, local bars, see if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. I did have some notes. I don't know. I usually never prepare. That's more organized than me. (laughs) I literally uh, got home from fishing, and like five minutes later, he picked me up to come here. Pretty much. I was catching uh, channel cats through the ice today. Must be nice. Yeah. I had a thing called work. I took it off. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But all right. Anyways, um, just to let everybody know, we have Mr. Is it Ernesto Flores? Is that correct? Yep. yep. Awesome. And so he's the from Kansas, the fisheries biologist in Kansas, correct? Yeah. So I work out of the Emporia office. I don't know if you guys know where Emporia is. We have no idea where that is. But that's okay. It's like an hour west of Kansas City. Okay. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. How about this? We, We go down. To specific Milford, how far are you from Milford? <laughs> an hour and fifty minutes. Okay, so that's like yeah, an hour and fifty minutes north. Milford, man, blue, are you chasing blue cats down there? Wow. Oh, oh we, we can get before into you it. get any further. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm okay. a big fan of Milford. Yeah, like I, I got a annual Kansas license, even though I live in Iowa, because I like going down there so much. It's so fun. Appreciate the business, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, I, I, like, I, I do solo trips. I'll go. I'll do group trips with these guys, and nobody wants to go. Like, okay, I'll just go by myself, catch big blue cats. 
can. We go, because uh, I have in-laws that live in uh, Denver, Colorado. Right. So I'm pretty sure you know a lot of Coloradoans drive all the way down. And we meet, it's like technically halfway for us. So we, we I mean, I go there in Kansas to fish at least two to three times a year. And <clears throat> last year, I, you know, he got me on my very first blue cat. Uh, PB, but you know he's he's still giving me a hard time because I think there's no, it, there's no it, evidence. Here we go again. Where's I, the pigs? Yeah, exactly. Guys, Where are the pigs? I was too excited and I I caught the damn fish, dude. It was like it was it was the 25 pluser. All right, that was like the biggest blue cat I've ever caught and the only one. Was it a, was it like a was it like did it look like a blue cat? Because oh, at Milford there's piebalds. They're like the ones that are like melanistic, so they'll be like looking like a blue cat but then they'll have like these white melanistic like almost albino and there's albino blue cats in yeah. there too we can talk about there's that, one yeah. that i caught it was all white but it didn't have pink eyes so what 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 would you categorize that as unique yeah i thought it, I thought it was an albino but it had like you know pigment in its eyes yeah and i made a post like oh that's not albino the eyes aren't pink is there any truth to that does it have to have pink eyes I don't think so. I mean, the mm. ones that I've seen, like the albino ones, so when we're out there shocking, uh, trying to evaluate the population looks like <laughs> for you know, working, working. Um, those are the blue cats, the albinos that we pick up, they're probably like 18 inches, but they're just these tiny little things. Yeah, usually they're just straight albino with those like pink eyes and oh. then white, white ghost looking fish. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I'll, we'll, I'll, we'll get you the link to fishing his YouTube channel too, because um, you, you can see all the... See, you'll, I, you'll, I have you'll see the spots. For the fish that I Here we go. Oh. Yeah, we got to bring up old stuff, man. I, I swear I caught he he was about maybe a hundred feet away, and I was we're, we were kayak. I think a hundred yards, mm -hmm. like about hundred yards. Yeah. You guys are out there on kayaks? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Kayak. Yeah, I'm going down with my kayak to fish. Only way. That, that's in, that's insane, dude. Yeah. When it's blowing on that lake, you guys are out there deadly as catching. We were lucky the. At least the last trip I went with him on a kayak, it wasn't too bad oh, wind wise, nice. um, and it was we were stationary. We we anchored down where we were fishing, so it was literally vertical fishing for these monsters, and everybody was catching. They all caught their PB that weekend. It was a good weekend. It was a great weekend. Like on the hottest weekend mm. of the entire year. Yeah. Right now at Milford, I'll tell you right now. So we're coming. Well, I mean, we're supposed to get like eight inches of snow like tomorrow, but like after ice out at milford and you get a good south wind on that lake so you know where the causeway is that the yeah. dam on the upper end mm -hmm. so there's like a road that you go back there um can meander back on to the east of the causeway uh, and you get a good south wind i'm talking like wind like 30 35 mile an hour wow. white capping you sling your baits out from from the bank man that's some of the best blue cat fishing because those ba the baits just getting hammered up against the shoreline so you're just catching up there and those blue cats are hmm. they're schooly so i'm not this. I'm giving you guys some tidbit, maybe. Right. Okay. We might have to just mental. Yeah, no, mental, mental note no, and no. mute that part out for everybody else. <laughs> oh, oh, no, just kidding. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> just kidding. We we you know what? Because uh, we normally don't mention lakes or anything like that, but today's a little bit different because we got everybody from all different states. You know, right. even I didn't even know we were gonna even possibly get somebody from Canada, Ontario. I think that's what Jeff said. You guys said they may or may not be. Maybe, yeah. We got Canada and Kansas. It's crazy. Like two best. Fishing. fishing providences in the world man <laughs> oh i actually had a few questions that uh some people some general people who actually live in kansas or, or just uh curious about i don't know if you can help answer that a little bit and we'll dive a little bit more to the blue cats and stuff but uh i did have someone who asked about um let me see it says here 
is it the carp uh, one? Is the carp one? Yeah. Can you? They said something that you can't use cut carp as bait. And they were wondering why, because a lot of people were, you know, catching carp, mm -hmm. and sometimes the carp j literally jump into the boat, and they were just wondering, like, why, why can't the general public use cut carp as bait, Doctor? Well, I'll answer that question by saying that new in 2022, you are actually allowed to use dead cut carp as bait in the state of Kansas. That includes... Gizzard chat, so gizzard chat's probably a very common bait for yeah. blue cats. You guys know that. Uh, when I was looking at a blue catfish uh, working for KDWP, um, still am, but when we were setting float lines, we were using cut common carp. Cut common carp. Uh, you guys are probably referring to like invasive carp, right? Like the jumping carp, silver yeah, carp, yeah. big head carp. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those, I was wondering about that. He mentioned it to me. I was like, can't use carp. I was like, that sounds weird. Yeah. Because you could pretty much use anything you catch, right, in Kansas for yeah. bait. Well, yeah, it has to be dead. Um, right, and then right, you right. can't take, if you, like, let's say go to a lake that's got zebra mussels, you can't take the dead fish uh, from that lake. It's illegal to actually take fish that are alive from that lake. So you could kill it, but, I mean, just for the sanctity of trying to preserve our lakes from not getting villagers, don't take bait from, you know, a lake that's got zebra mussels and then go take it to another impoundment that doesn't have zebra mussels just for the sanity of let's keep them clean man <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it'd be best if you catch something from that specific lake that you're fishing on and then if it's dead cut that one and use that yeah instead yeah. of bring it from like you're just saying from different lakes it's just mixing the waters yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. you know bait's kind of a tricky situation because you know there's you can you need bait to go fishing sometimes so yeah um like I mean, if we go fit, you go fishing at Milford, and best to, a lot of guys like guides there. They catch gizzard chad, and then and that's their first thing in the morning. They collect their gizzard chad, and then they go, you know, bait their hooks and stuff. But common carp is actually some of the best blue cat bait that okay. you can use. Um, and the reason it is so we we take the common carp, fillet it. Um, the skin is so tough that when you put that big you know six okay. seven knot circle hook through that skin, when cats come up and hit it the bait actually adheres to the hook better. So it stays on versus like a gizzard chad. You know those things, sometimes they turn to mush. Yeah. The blue cat will swipe and it's like, oh man, you pull up, reel up. It's like, okay, it's gone. New shad. So they're probably talking about the jumping carp then. So you so. can't use that then? You can, you can oh, now. Um, now. Actually, okay. there's an outfitter um, in Missouri, I believe, who's now selling like, you know how you go to like Walmart and find like the preserved gizzard chat that smells like formaldehyde that yeah. never work? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but this guy's he's basically packaging uh, invasive carp, big head and silvers, and uh, selling it in like these big jumbo packages, and they're already cut and cubed, and they got like garlic flavored, all the flavors that you want to like attract fish. So, yes, you can use um, invasive gotcha. carp. Yeah. Okay, so that's definitely gonna answer that. Those, yeah. Because there was a couple people who actually requested that. The, Find out if you, we can use cut carp. So that's going to be cool that they can cut start using that. Now. Asian carp. Asian carp. Or sorry. invasive. Invasive. Yeah. So they can start doing that. So yeah. that's but, cool. But before common carp was okay though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, okay. so when he mentioned that to me, I was a little confused. Like, uh, can't use cut carp. Like, what about like common carp and yeah. stuff? They just put carp. So I'm sorry, man. And they didn't put Asian carp. Sorry. Well, or invasive. Yeah. They're distinctive species. So I guess before they were called Asian carp, now everyone's trying to move towards calling them invasive carp. You know? Okay. Interesting. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And another good thing about common carp is it freezes pretty well. Yeah. Compared to gizzard shad, I, if I can help it, I never freeze gizzard shad because once they thaw out, it's freaking mush. With the common carp, you could thaw them out a couple times, and there's they're like freaking fresh. 
Fresh bait's always the best, too. Yeah, fresh is the best. I mean, yeah. when we were doing float lines, we were throwing float lines uh, at Wilson Reservoir. You guys know where that's at? It's like... Uh, it's west of Wil Milford. West of right? Milford, yeah. So that's actually where I started working in fisheries. Um, beautiful lake, blue water. It's got, like, striper in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you, can you uh, jump into the stripers a little bit? Because I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by these landlocked stripers. But I, I haven't fished that lake yet. I want to, though. So the strappers in Wilson, they're, um, right now they're averaging probably like 15 pounds. It's one of the only, one of the few impoundments in the state of Kansas that actually has stripers. Um, hmm. There's an annual stocking program. We stock stripers in there, track them, see how they're doing. But right now, I mean, you guys know how it is to fish for white bass, wiper, striper. Yeah. You find them in the summertime when they're doing their thing, making surface noise. Boys. Man, you can throw anything out there and those things are mean. But the stripers, man, they're... Wilson's a fun lake. Like I, I was working out there, working, sampling fish, and uh, I pull up next to this guy who's been fishing there, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" It's like we're bass fishing, but as he's like bass fishing, he puts like these two 15-pound strappers. He's like, "Yeah, we ran into these on accident." <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got any tips for someone going out there to target them? Um. Open water. I would just say open water. Hmm. I. Wilson's kind of weird because it's, I mean, it has walleye, it's got striper, it's got both species of a largemouth, and the limiting factor at Wilson's really like habitat. So you wouldn't think of it when we're like electrofishing for largemouth, like you kind of think of like a walleye and stripers as kind of the same species. They swim around, open water fish, they're always active, chasing bait. Um, we find a lot of walleye like right next to the vegetation. Something to take note of is uh, Wilson also has white perch. So white perch are no good um, the reason is that they they spawn a lot earlier than a lot of these other species that you've like striper they don't actually you know we stock them in there but yeah. like white perch are naturally reproducing in this lake and the white perch when they reproduce they just flood the market so they're the first people on the block they're like all right man coming out of you know what's gonna what's there to eat so they're already <laughs> decimating they're decimating the plankton base for all the other oh. fish and if they're the first ones on the block, they're gonna already deprive um, the amount of food that's there for everything else. Okay. So that white perch, um, and the reason I'm telling you guys this is because a lot of people like for a while, they like the bottom bonds worms. White perch are gonna eat those worms before <laughs> it even touches the bottom, man. <laughs> so a lot of guys are using swim baits. Like people who are having success, even for walleye, stripers, they're just swim baits, flukes. Man. Like, you know, a, oh, a half ounce my favorite, his favorite. Oh, me too, man, I love. He loves the white flutes, this guy right White here. ice. That's white. my favorite flute color. Yeah. Zoom? Yep. Oh, yep. man. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. Man, bait, I man. like this guy. <laughs> Dude. I, uh, so I'm getting ready right now. To, my favorite time of the year to go is in March in Kansas. So Jeez, daylight man. savings time. I don't ice fish. I'm not going to step out on ice in Kansas, man. I'm a, I don't. Um, but, you guys are a little bit more south than us. Yeah. That's yeah. Why. Yeah. That's why. But in March, uh, after daylight savings, I, uh, you know, you start getting more sunlight, the water has more time to warm up, uh, head out there with the, with some flukes, well, crankbaits actually. Um, but I always catch like my biggest fish of the year in the springtime, man, cause they, they don't see a bait in Kansas. It's like they're hibernating, I guess, all winter. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that looks like a, that looks like a fish. Well, it's time to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um. We'll jump into the, the, the blue cats. Why is Milford so notorious and such a good spot for blue cats, and why are they thriving so well down there? So blue cats were stocked into Milford uh, in 1990. It was the first year that they were stocked for somebody to try to manage and like kind of grow that population. Um, 
Milford's also super productive. If you guys have been there, the water's green, right? It's got that good fishy color. Mm -hmm. um, so that means it's super nu nutrient rich. Uh, so you're talking about blue cats, but they also house a very healthy population of wipers, uh, white bass, um, limiting thing, like I said, for largemouth, not so good, not so much uh, on the largemouth side, just because there's not enough habitat. Has great smallmouth down by the lower end, excuse me, down by the dam, um, but it's just so productive, so it can sustain a lot of biomass. Um, but when we stocked them, it took them, it took them about 12 years for us to see them reproduce. So now that population you think 2022 it's 32 years old man it's taken that long for that population to grow so when you think about blue cats these fisheries that have these big 50 60 pound fish it takes them 30 years i'm 28 man i wasn't even born <laughs> most of these fish were, wow yeah so it, it just takes them a really long time and i think uh, a lot of populations in kansas um there's other reservoirs that we stocked them and they're in the 10 to 15 year range so they're at the point where we could see them just explode. So you, you guys know Milford. Milford has a lot of like catfish tournaments, national, yeah. king cat. I mean, mm -hmm. all the time. There's guides out there, big boats, 800 rods just chasing these fish. Um, <laughs> I think we could see in Kansas, like in the next you know 10 years, we, you won't just talk about Milford. You could talk about Tuttle Creek. You could talk about El Dorado. Uh, I know you said not to mention specific That's names, right. but, <laughs> but man, their blue cats are they're coming on in Kansas. Yeah. So is Milford kind of like the template for these other lakes? Well, um, it was the one that was stocked first, I guess. Uh, <laughs> right. But the thing that we're seeing with Milford now is, yes, they have a lot of 50, 60 pounders, but anglers are just really good at catching these fish, man. When you're throwing out a 10-aught circle hook with a big chunk of meat, those 18-inch fish are probably going to leave that alone. But there's a, I mean, we did a project there to try to estimate what the total amount of blue cats would uh, existed in Milford and it was upper in the millions man Jeez. like millions but what you don't people don't realize is a lot of those million fish probably like 90% of them are all like 18 inches so I would say it is the template we've loved to see the success the notoriety the attention that Milford has but I mean um, we're starting to see some like density uh, dependent competition so there's a lot of blue cats now so now we're not seeing I mean with with anglers being as good as they are, they have the ability to take those big 50, 60 pounders out. And then once you lose those, all you're left with is all those 18 to 21 inch fish left in the system. So it is kind of the template, um, but you know, it's just something we're trying to monitor with our other populations. It's one of those things, if we knew now, you know, what could we have done then? How long did blue cats can live up to, do we know? Yeah, um, we age them. So the way we age them is we take the pectoral spine, the things that always, I, every time I get spined by a blue cat, man, I'm squeamish about blood. So, <laughs> we have to seize all work. I'm like, I'm done. All right, stop the bleeding, man. Um, but the pectoral spines, we disarticulate them. Um, they're called, yeah, the pectoral spines. And then we take them back to the lab and section them through the knuckle. So if you're ever like filleting, you know, cleaning a blue cat, uh, next time pay attention to that spine. If you can get it to pop up, to pop off and disarticulate it, uh, the spine, once it's all clean and everything, we take it back to the lab. We section it with this saw that's like $4,000. Um, it's basically like a diamond cutting saw, but it gives us these sections to where they're very uh, small. And then we put them underneath the microscope and can basically count how many rings are on that section mm -hmm. uh, and count, just like a tree, yeah. just basically like growth rings. So what our findings was, we actually evaluated the Milford population in 2019. The oldest fish we caught was 22 years old. Wow. And this was, I mean, probably approaching 1100 millimeters, 
right off the top of my head, probably, you know, more than 40 inches. It's a 40 inch fish. The biggest one I've ever sampled out there was 55 with wow. electro fishing. And that took two, you know, that's a two person hold. Yeah, yeah. Photo that's a big boy. Yeah. Definitely. Man, that's so cool, dude. Um, oh, man, I wish we had more time. We, but there's so many other people we got to talk to. Uh, you guys going to kick me out? <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. Would you mind, actually, if we set something up and we can do Zoom? And we can get really into detail because there's another lake. I'm glad we didn't mention it, but um, we wanna, talk about it later. Yeah, we talk about that later. later. <laughs> exactly offline, but uh, we, I, we have a lot of listeners in Kansas, mm-hmm. um, so I would love if, if we get an opportunity to get you back on. We can just do a Zoom whenever you're available or something like that, and uh, we can really get down to the nitty gritty um, of your fishing, your fishing outline and everything and we just you know we can just have a really good time to have a full hour or whatever to yeah. talk power hour power hour at Dude. least maybe well it depends how much time you have yeah. I'd, I'd love nothing more than that man I, I have to be honest though um you guys got to take what i said about blue cats I've, i evaluate them for my job and stuff but i've only ever caught two on rod and reel really and that it's disappointing to say i don't want to admit it on air but <laughs> But I mean, I, I chase these things for, for work, so I, yeah. I understand some of the biology and what they're doing. Um, I say that, and I, we actually don't really understand them at all. <laughs> this, this guy is, has done pretty well in the past couple of years, I would say. Not bad for an Iowa guy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree. But In a kayak, no definitely. less. So we, we got a uh, – is that Mr. Jeff oh, asking to knock on? I see a giant through yeah. that door. Yeah, so, so we, we, we got to wrap this one up, but we will. We'll, we'll definitely get Ernesto back on, guys, so he, he's going to – to bring some more knowledge for us and um thank you so much man for just uh, stopping by and having a having a beer with us hey man i appreciate any time i'm glad to meet you guys all right, all right. cheers 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 cheers